0: It's 2 Brain Radio. Every week, we'll deliver top shelf tactics to help you improve your fitness business and move you closer to wealth. And now, here's your host, the most interesting man in fitness, Chris Cooper. This episode is brought to you by Zen Planner. If you've read my books, you know that I've been a mind body guy since about 2007. But this year, something happened that made a massive difference. I met Zen Planner. In talking to these guys, I realized how responsive they are and how much they actually care about CrossFit affiliates and the gym industry in general. These guys are willing to listen. They'll make changes based on what gyms actually need instead of the window dressing stuff that gym owners just kind of like. They think it makes them look cool. Things that will actually change the client experience. Metrics that your coaches can use to gauge how well your clients are reacting to your programming. Check-in tools, attendance tools, wad tracking, and scoreboards. The ability to plan, And have people book appointments online and pay online. True automation of your business. I love working with these guys. We're going to have a great relationship. They're building a customized two-brain dashboard, and they've got so many amazing upgrades in the pipeline that will cancel out the need for other software. You should check them out, zenplanner.com. They've been around forever, but they keep getting better. Hey guys, everybody. Welcome to our weekly Two Brain TV webinar. Today, I'm really jacked to host Bill Schiffler from Renaissance Physique. A lot of you in the Two Brain group know Bill from uh, CrossFit Renaissance, one of the all-time coolest CrossFit names, okay? You might have to turn up your sound. You might have to put in earphones, whatever it is. Bill's live. He's on the mic. And I'm going to just do a quick intro and then I'm going to let him take over. So the first comment, of course, Bill, you're much better looking than everyone thought. (laughs) you should see him from the neck down (laughs) you got to see him from the neck down guys and you will in a couple of pictures so Bill is a great friend we've been friends for over three years we started talking about his box CrossFit Renaissance and now uh, a lot of you know Bill's wife Joyce because she's in contact with so many of you in the two brand group Bill's got a fantastic story I'm going to let him tell it here if you have questions please post them in the chat box and uh, we'll be addressing them as we get to them Bill, take it away, my friend.
1: All right. Thanks, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? So obviously, we're talking about one of the online programs that I launched recently called Renaissance Physique. But basically, let's go to the first slide. It's, it really addresses what people want coming into the gym, addresses the aesthetic component that as CrossFitters, we you know are all about performance. And I've been CrossFitting you know, just as long as most of you guys have been CrossFitting for nine or 10 years. Before that, I was a bodybuilder and got back to it. I'll get into that in a little bit. But most of our clients coming in don't care as much about how much weight they can snatch and how fast they can run 400 meters. So what um, this program does is combines the best of both worlds, right? So it's giving people what they want in the back of my business card. It says, look good naked. But that's what everybody wants. And for CrossFitters, it's to have the performance, to have the go muscles. So designed um, a training program based around what we call HMT. It's basically a comp- combination of hypertrophy and metabolic conditioning training, and it's really based on a lot of the most current literature on hypertrophy, but mixing in uh, that solid conditioning work that we know works and gets people healthy and gets people fit. So that people have both the best of both worlds. They have the you know the muscles that look the way they want them to look. And, and the performance component as well. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of that stuff a little bit later, but that's really where this program kind of came from, and we'll talk about the evolution of it in a little while as well. In addition to that, obviously, nutrition is a big component, and it's a big component of our program to help people get that look that they're trying to go for. You know, Obviously, nutrition's huge for the health component. Most of us know about paleo and so on and so forth. But we're helping people get the aesthetic look that they're going for. So that's just a short intro to the program. We're going to get into in a little bit, but I want to tell you a little bit about kind of about me and what brought me into kind of working out. It's probably not that different of a story for most people. I was a chubby kid. I still have those genes. You know, if I don't watch what I'm doing, I can put some pretty significant body fat on quickly. But I would, being an overweight kid and being non-athletic, it was tough. It's uh, tough for any kid in that situation, but it was tough for me from inner city Philadelphia and. You know, it was it was rough being in that position. A friend of mine turned me on to weightlifting, and that was pretty much a wrap, man. It changed my life almost immediately. I heard that he benched 200 pounds, and it was like the most amazing thing I'd ever heard of in my life. Like you lifted 200 pounds—that's insane. So I found it, and it absolutely changed my life. I went from the picture you see on the left. There is my eighth-grade graduation picture. Uh, the the one on the right is my most recent competition season for bodybuilding, and it it would, it it really showed me what you know weight training and fitness can do for you and again I'm sure that's not very different from most people listening to this on the podcast and definitely for you guys um in here gym owners so basically we'll go to the next slide once I got settled into lifting weights and stuff through college in my early twenties, I found competitive bodybuilding and I did that for about seven or eight years, did okay with it, had kind of delusions of grandeur with it, thought I can make money with it, and so on and so forth. Obviously, that's not really true, especially for natural bodybuilding. Uh, But as far as my training goes, I found CrossFit, said, about nine or 10 years ago, and fell in love with it, and kind of put bodybuilding to the side for the better part of a decade. And it kind of came full circle. Last year, I decided to get back on stage again. And chase down my pro card, which was one of those like left-hanging fruits for me that I always wanted. I always wanted to get that pro card in bodybuilding. I figured I was retired. I was 10 years off the stage. But what I wanted to also do is continue to use high intensity interval training, CrossFit style training in conjunction with hypertrophy training and see if I can make that happen and, and do well in the bodybuilding stage. And the end end of it was, is that I got my pro card and kind of did really well last year on the stage. It's going to be a while before I get back up there, but it, it, it was that kind of journey back to the stage that really led me to launch Renaissance Physique. I've been using this training methodology to train people, especially my one-on-one clients that have aesthetic goals. Most people do, obviously. I've been using the, these methodologies and hypertrophy in, in, in conjunction with traditional kind of conditioning work to train them. But it really was this journey back to the bodybuilding stage of me actually using this instead of tr- just straight up CrossFit, um, this combination of the two for myself to attain that kind of lifelong goal of uh, becoming a pro- professional bodybuilder. And so that was pretty much it. Cool. So let's kind of, so just so you don't have to constantly just see pictures of me in my underwear. Here's here's um, a few a few of my clients and good friends from over the years that have used it. It's for really for everybody. I, I don't use it just for people that are trying to get on stage, but a lot of people that do train with me start to get that kind of physique that they start thinking about it. You know, they start feeling really great about what they've achieved. So for you guys that are in here right now today uh, watching the video, you can see the slide. Uh, maybe we'll put in the show notes as well. Uh, three, three of the people that I've trained over the years that I'm really, really proud of, Vicky, Diana, and Dante. Uh, Dante was, you know, one of my, Uh, contemporaries and bodybuilding we got on stage again together so that's kind of the background of kind of why i launched this thing and and what brought me to even think to to bring this to the general public so let's get into what it is how it's different kind of um you know if you guys have questions throw them in the comments uh we'll definitely get to them at the end um have a little q a but the biggest thing about renaissance physique that i think is great is the novelty aspect of it. It keeps that same novelty aspect of things being different all the time that CrossFit programming pulls people in for and keeps us hooked. So traditional bodybuilding is, you know, it's a, it, it's 100% effective for its goals. It works. You know, I've been working for 40 years for people, 50 years. Definitely get you bigger, get you leaner. But it tends to get boring. Chest on Monday, back and buys on Tuesday, 30 minutes on a treadmill feeling like a gerbil. So th- this is something that we all deal with as gym owners. And we see people come in all the time to our gyms that they're bored with a traditional gym. They're tired of going through the same monotony over and over again. So again, what we do is combine like really science-based rep and volume schemes from the, the most cutting-edge literature out there on hypertrophy. And there's been a lot of new literature on hypertrophy over the last, say, like 8 to 10 years. and Reading up on all that stuff over the last year and a half or so myself, it, it's really interesting. A lot of the stuff that we thought was true when hypertrophy, like doing that, that chest day on Monday and you know a, a leg day on Tuesday and then repeating that the, the following week, it just wasn't the best way to get hypertrophy. The, the volume that you need and the frequency that you need to train is a lot different than you know if you ever trained like that 10, 15, 20 years ago. The science that backs up how to be successful with this stuff has really, really changed. And so we took all that stuff, and we can get a little more geeked out on that if you guys want at the end and kind of get into what what they actually are, all the numbers and stuff. But we took those numbers and and applied that to this program, which combines the traditional stuff. So we're doing three sets of 10 sometimes on bench press and bicep curls, but then we're also putting in a conditioning workout later in the week. That's going to have some runs in it, push ups, ring dips, traditional like or traditional, right? 10, 10, 15 years old now of crossfit style training, high intensity interval training puts them together. So it, it it maintains that that novelty. It's it's not just always the same. It's always it's always different. It's always different, but still hitting those required numbers that you know we know from the, the literature that's out there what works. Um, so keeping that ball in where it needs to be, keeping the frequency of the training, where it needs to be. Again, to the basic breakdown of a week of this style of programming would be you know, hitting one body part earlier in the week and hitting that same body part a little later in the week. You know, it takes a, it, It's usually somewhere between two and four times per week for muscle groups to be trained to elicit that hypertrophic response that we're looking for for aesthetic-based goals. And we switch them up. That approach be traditional one day, and then the CrossFit-style training a little a little later in the week. One thing that was neat for me over the years, just um, over the 10 years I was just doing CrossFit only, was I noticed my body was looking better all the time. Like, and we all notice this when we do CrossFit. It's, it, and I never really dug into why, because I just loved CrossFit so much. It was awesome I'm trying to peer on my friend time and get better at Olympic weightlifting like everybody else who does CrossFit. When, we, when I look back at it and try to put and put the numbers together, the The frequency in which we're hitting our muscle groups in CrossFit is very much in line with hypertrophy, but it's it's a it's not as programmed, right? So whereas I would I notice a huge difference in my back, the size, the detail over the years I've been doing CrossFit and, and looking back at it, I now know why the amount of times we train our back in a week doing CrossFit, whether it's pull-ups and deadlifts or kettlebell swings and stuff like that, so. Taking the stuff that just kind of anecdotally we all kind of see happen in CrossFit to our athletes, to ourselves, and putting that now together with the, the actual scientists out there, it, it's neat just to look back on it. Say, oh, yeah, it was working. And here's why. And here's how, now how to systemize it so it's predictable now. We know that we're going to hit the muscle group twice a week and have that kind of frequency that we know works in a more predictable fashion than you might see in a traditional, you know, CrossFit style program.
0: But that's a really unique perspective, Bill. And I don't think that anybody else out there is actually thinking yeah. this way or kind of coming at it from the bodybuilding perspective. So would, would, would really good programming just naturally satisfy those goals? Or is that something that you have to pay attention to? You know, did that happen in your gym just because of your background or was it completely an accident?
1: I think the kind of hypertrophy that comes out of CrossFit is somewhat accidental because it's not the focus of CrossFit style training. Um, performance is the focus. And I think performance should be the focus of CrossFit style training. So um, maybe this is
0: the best place to insert this question Then, How could a client get big doing CrossFit? Let's say that I've got a football player. He's got to gain 30 pounds, but he really loves CrossFit too. Like how could he get bigger?
1: You need, it's like any other goal. You need a plan. You, you need a plan in order to do that. And if your goal is just to get bigger, that's that's considerably different than wanting to perform better, right? So yeah, he need, he need you need to have a plan. You need to know what works for hypertrophy, and put that together, you know, in a four to twelve week block, and support that with really really sound nutrition because nutrition is probably, you know, once you have all these ducks in a row. That's the most important thing for any athletic goal, but I mean are putting weight on or losing body fat, nutrition is where it's at. Uh, but once you but you have to have the programming there. And you can if, if you're trying to gain thirty pounds and, and most of that be lean body mass, you better know what works for, for doing that. Um, kind of be up on the numbers you need to hit each week, the volume you need to hit, when to increase that volume, when to increase the loads, all that stuff. You gotta have that stuff in order and have a plan.
0: So let's say that I've got a hockey player, you know, and he's probably got to go up 20 pounds and it's maybe the start of the off season right now. I mean, in general, would he be doing that con less than everybody else? Would he be doing more, more reps, less weight, more weight?
1: Yeah. So yes, definitely. You're not going to have this guy doing Murph, um, And the focus is going to be on the traditional hypertrophy stuff. It's, and, and more weight, less weight is kind of relative. There's, that, there's a volume we need to hit. And it's between about 120 reps to 210 reps per body part per week split up in about two to four sessions. Usually start at two and go from there. And that you has a lot to do with training age, You know your response to how much you can recover from, things like that. And then you said as far as weights go, how much weight you should lift. Usually for hypertrophy it's somewhere in between 65 and 75 percent of your one rep max, and you know kind of an opposition to like popular belief, especially like in bodybuilding, you, you don't want to go all out. Uh, you want to have like on every set that you do at those percentages too, have about three to five reps left in reserve so you can continue through the rest of your sets and get the volume that you need. Does that make sense I could explain it a little further.
0: It does make a sense, and that's a completely different mindset from what most of us are told, right? Yeah. Like I can remember at my L1 being told the key to Fran is to do two more reps than you want to, and you're saying stop stop, basically five reps short of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, believe me, when, when I uh, started digging into this stuff then about 18 months ago, completely counterintuit- counterintuitive for me. I grew up in a – when I say grew up, I grew up training in my 20s in a really hardcore dungeon bodybuilding gym. Um, And my my friend uh, Richard Brown, Doc Doc Brown, really famous on the East Coast for training big-time bodybuilders in the IFBB and stuff like that. We'd see guys like Dennis Wolf come through the gym. Maybe you guys don't know who he is, but he um, was in contention for the Mr. Olympia contest a few times. So it was a really hardcore place. And our way of training then, and my way of training when I did bodybuilding was go in on you know Saturday, train legs until you puke for two hours, until you can't move. I'd totally annihilate the muscle, which I mean, for my mentality, it felt great. I love training like that. It's probably why I still love CrossFit so much because we do push that hard. We gain that extra second, like you said, on plan, get them two reps extra, that mindset kind of thing. Hypertrophy is different than that. Because the volume is volume is king on hypertrophy training. It's absolutely king. Loading has to be there, but the percentages that you need to elicit that response of muscle growth and hypertrophy is a lot less than what people think it is. It it can take as little as thirty percent of your one rep max to open up that anabolic window. So yeah.
0: Okay, so the next question then is like if if you only need thirty percent of your one rep max and you need a lot of volume to gain size. How do we stop people from doing that by accident? I mean, you know, Sherman had a great question here right at the beginning that he had women who just want to lose body fat, and mm-hmm. if they're doing the same programming as the guys who are trying to gain weight, I mean, how do we stop that from happening by accident?
1: Controlling the volume, controlling the volume will work. You know, it's it's a general question. How do we stop it to stop that by having from accident? Um, but in specific to women, I think we we all know the answer to that question It's very very hard for women to gain the amount of muscle, percentage, or you know, the absolute muscle that a man can gain, no matter how they train, being natural anyway. But yeah, control the volume, control the percentages a little a little bit more. And I think that, you know, as gym owners, as people that are in the fitness industry, a lot of times we can decipher that question a little bit better, like people say, oh, I don't want to get big and bulky, I just want to lose body fat, but then I show them a picture of a, uh, a woman that's really lean, a lean muscle, and they say, oh yeah, that's what I'm trying to look like. Well, cool, this is the kind of training you need to be doing then. So it's, it's almost a, um, a way of being a filter for them, for the information. Not saying we know better than they do, but being a filter for the information and trying to really see what they're trying to get. Are you just trying to do like a biggest loser contest? A lot of times people see the picture. Like, Again, yeah, that's what I want to look like. I want to look lean. I want to have the fine shoulders and abs and a tighter butt and things like that. And then we say, yeah, cool. Well, hypertrophy training mixed with, you know, a little bit of conditioning is probably the best for you. So are you saying that you have pictures of people like
0: on your desk when you're doing these consultations with people for the first time?
1: I will. Um, if I'll, I'll just pull a picture up of my clients, or you know, Google picture of a fitness, uh, someone in the fitness industry that I know um, that you know might represent their goals. I'll look it up if that's their goal. It just takes a few seconds. But yeah, definitely, I, I I would show people that instantly just to kind of see what they look. If they say no, no, I don't want to look like that, that can take the conversation in a different way. But very rarely have I had somebody say, you know, I want I want to lose body fat. I don't want to get real big. And then I show them a the picture of uh, one of my clients, Diana, and they said, "Oh yeah, I want to look like Diana." Oh cool, Diana trains like this. And we talk about how, how to get them to that goal.
0: So maybe that picture is a fantastic idea because it shows that you and the client are aiming your gun at the same target.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. It, mm. it, it's 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 that that same thing you talk about all the time: being on the same side of the, the table with the client and not, um, you know, not trying to sell them anything really at all just trying to help them reach their goals and be on the same page with them.
0: great stuff guys. So there's takeaway uh number five already. You know, have a picture of what your client's ideal body type is uh close by when you're doing the consultation. All right, Bill, I pulled us way down a rabbit hole there, brother. <laughs> and I did so you okay. go ahead with the next part here.
1: Yeah, cool. Uh so I think we were let's see where we were. Oh where were we guys. Let's 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 back up a little bit. Uh, Yeah. I I think we didn't get off track very much, Chris. I think we're good to go. I think um, all that stuff is super important. And mostly we're talking about helping clients reach, reach their goals anyway. I think we covered this. So let's kind of move on to the next really big component of any solid program that's addressing aesthetics, right? And that's nutrition. So when you're talking about helping people reach aesthetic goals, for most people, that's going to be losing body fat and losing weight. Occasionally you'll have somebody that wants to put weight on like, like Chris was talking about. And that's certainly what hypertrophy means, adding muscle size. But for a lot of people it's it's um, maintaining that muscle, maybe adding it, but coming down in body weight or losing body fat. Um, at least that's what I've seen most common with people coming into to my place. So that's what formula I'm kinda of go through with you guys now. The one that I use that, you know, I used last year to get ready for the bodybuilding stage and get down really, really lean really low body fat percentages. And so this is where we start people. And it's just like any other any other thing you're doing with clients, performance, um, you know, traditional CrossFit, it's always the starting point. You can change variables from there. But just to kind of give you guys something you could use with your clients, you can try this formula out. Uh, you can plug whatever food you want in here, it could be paleo, whatever it is. It, it, so take all the stuff you already know about nutrition and put, and you can plug this formula in. So A little math here. Put this in the show notes as well. Is that more or less you want to come up with their BMR first off, kind of see what their you know basal metabolic rate is, and then you're gonna take that and multiply that by around 12 to 16 for men and 10 to 14 for women. Again, just a starting point. Um, You need a little more information about them and kind of how much body fat they have. That's why the range is big, 12 to 16 and and 10 to 14. Uh, For this example, though, we'll use uh, 190 pound guy and times about 15. And we'll assuming that at about 2,850 calories. Then from there, determine the weight, uh, the rate of weight loss we're looking for. Um, something simple for the formula is that we'll take one pound of weight loss from the diet per week. And so if we know that one pound of fat is equal to 3,500 calories, we know we need to be in about a 500 calorie deficit per day for the week to lose about a pound. So again, real, it's pretty simple math when you look at it. But again, just know it's a starting point. This is the formula we, we use with people, and you can just take it and use it with your clients as well. So we'll go right into the next thing. And, and from there, you've established a calorie need or an estimated calorie need to be in that deficit. We reaches that one pound per weight loss. Um, we can certainly go higher or lower. And just adjust. And then the most important thing, once you've done that, is macronutrient partitioning. And so what you want to, this has a lot, this is all individual, but and it has a lot to do with body types and so on and so forth. You guys are familiar with that. I'd I like to call it kind of pseudoscience. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of pseudoscience, but it gets us in the ballpark for most people, the endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph body types, some baseline to work around. Again, initial setup. Sometimes tweaks are needed on this stuff after the first week. But setting these macronutrients, I'll always set the protein and fat first. And then whatever's left after we've done those numbers, I'll I'll use for the carb allotment. So if we take the body weight for this endomorph guy, 190 pounds, take 190 and multiply it by 1.15, it gives us 880 calories and 220 grams of protein. Then we'll go to our fat and put him at 25% of his total calories. So that's 585 calories, 65 grams of fat. Fill in the remaining amount of calories with carbohydrate, 885 calories, 220 grams of fat. This is a simple, simple formula that you can use immediately with clients that have a goal of getting leaner, losing body fat. So, I mean, putting put both of those things together is pretty much all you would need to do to help clients reach their aesthetic goals. Like Follow, follow some of the, some of these numbers in the reps and volume schemes that um, I'll give you guys uh, in, in, in the email, uh, some some sample programming here in a few minutes, and put that together with a solid you know body fat reduction meal plan. Let's see, Chris is that uh, something to
0: say. Yeah, man. So a lot of this stuff sounds very individualized per person, oh. right? So you know, Wilson had a great question here. With every personal training client who comes into CrossFit Renaissance, are they actually using this program? Or does it depend on the person? Oh, it absolutely
1: depends on the person. 100%. I mean, this this covers a lot of our personal training clients that have aesthetic-based goals uh, We'll do, do, do this combination. Sometimes people take it a different way. Um, we I, always base it on what people's goals are. Uh, you, you might start with an aesthetic goal and find out you love Olympic weightlifting. You know, then we'll go that way. You know, bodybuilding style training, just because it's, you know, one of my backgrounds. It's really individualized. This is just a solid kind of science-based approach to giving people the best of both worlds of the conditioning and novelty aspect of CrossFit, in addition to hitting, hitting checking all the boxes for approaches to training. So, what are
0: some what are some words that a client might say that would make you lean more toward this type of training than toward saying to them like you should do CrossFit?
1: I just want to look better. I don't. I don't care how much weight. I. I don't ha- I don't care how much weight I lift. I want to look better in my jeans. I want to, I, I have uh, an event coming up. I'm going to the beach in six months. More like those kind of questions as opposed to, you know, like how, like I just want, I just want to, I, where I would steer somebody away from something like this is if it was, they, they want to get, they only want to get stronger or obviously if someone said, I want to do CrossFit, that's an easy one, but I, I only want, I want to get stronger. I, I only want to focus on my health. I want to move better. Well, those are things where we're probably not going to do this programming at all or very little and probably go to a more traditional CrossFit style training. But, you know, like I said in the beginning, when you ask the question, like, there's definitely questions that steer us towards this, questions that steer us away from this type of program.
0: Okay, man. So give us the flip side of that. What would make you steer a client more toward CrossFit? You know, I've never had a client say, I want to move better. What would some signs be that, you know, maybe this client should be moving toward CrossFit instead of toward like... You know, bodybuilding type goals, and if somebody does start off with personal training, what are some signs that they should be moving toward a CrossFit class?
1: So let's take the take the uh, first one. Right, what would steer them towards CrossFit? We said people don't want to move better. If they if they have like just general health related goals, they want to improve improve the you know biomarkers of health, cholesterol, you know, resting heart rate, uh, you know, blood pressure, all the stuff we get tested at a physical. If that's what they're looking to improve on, then we're going CrossFit. We're 100% 100 CrossFit. You know, Greg Glassman's the hub. you know, from CrossFit. That's that's the best fit for them. Um, So, but like I said, this would be more for aesthetic-based. Steering them towards CrossFit happens all the time still in in my gym. We definitely haven't become like a, like a bodybuilding gym or anything. Um, We still do majority CrossFit, CrossFit group classes. So those kind of goals, the health-related stuff, and if someone did say move better, or I could decipher it, that they wanted to move better, like uh, my back hurts all the time. Um, I sit in an office chair all day and I feel like I can't, you know, I get up and you know, I'm, I'm, my joints ache. Like, so they may not say move better, but I can decipher from that, that that's what they want and what they would most benefit from. We're going CrossFit.
0: Okay. So obviously, because this is so individualized, it's, it's usually like done one-on-one with clients, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever run this in a group class format before?
1: Yeah. I, so I did, a, um, I did a six-week course at our gym, uh, hypertrophy-based. But I don't, it, wasn't real, it, it was a little different than this. It was, it was straight hypertrophy. And they were still doing cross group classes. So we did a six-week hypertrophy program that was hitting this volume, training two days a week where they would do a class with me and one class on their own, but basically like four workouts that cycle through over the six weeks. So they would, they would wind up doing, I remember correctly, they would wind up doing each one of the workouts twice with me and doing them on their own twice, go back and review it. But yeah, so we've done hypertrophy as a program. It was the best program we've ever done at the gym, Um, had the most attendees out of anything, you know, far and beyond. And so, yeah, it can couple somehow with, with CrossFit group class, but doing, the, doing Renaissance physique training uh, is individual. So there's kind of two things, two ways you can go with that.
0: Okay. Well go ahead and, and talk about how you deliver Renaissance physique training to people.
1: Yeah. 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 So let's go to the last slide. So for you guys that are listening to the podcast and anybody, anybody in here, I put a two week template together. So maybe like just talking about it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you're more visual um, or I didn't explain it, you know, great. You can check it out, written down, and see exactly how this thing looks with the movements, with the loading, what the conditioning workouts look like. Uh, so it's full two weeks. You know, just, you just hit, hit me up uh, through email or follow the link uh, that we're gonna put here, and just you know, you put your email in, and, and it'll shoot you right over. You could continue with it forever, programming, and just follow that, switching the movements around. You could just take that and run it forever, and you know, never even go really talk to me about it again, and that'd be awesome. I, I, if you guys do it, just let me know. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. Just switching the main movements out. So there's like bench press, I think, in the sample. Switch that out somewhere down the line for an incline bench press or some other kind of a chest movement. And yeah, it, like Chris said, if you're going to do Renaissance physique programming, it's definitely more of a one on one thing. So if you want to do it as a change of focus for yourself, you know, sometimes if you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, um, I know for myself, even outside of bodybuilding, I, I like to take. After about two or three years of doing CrossFit, um, it's about my limit. I'll take it a different direction, whether it's like weightlifting or strength or most recently going back into bodybuilding. Give it a shot on your own or try it out with your PT clients. Run those two weeks. You know, Give yourself a break from programming for two weeks uh, for people that have aesthetic-based goals. And try out the uh, programming that is in the PDF. And follow the nutrition plan that is, you know, that I detailed earlier. And, and you can just give it a start right away. Um, if anybody wants any more guidance, has any questions about the free template or anything at all, you can just hit me up, um, you know, call me or email me. Um, or if you don't want to do the work of it for yourself, if you want to try it, um, if you want me to do the work and set it up, I'd be happy to set you up uh, after those two weeks or you, ha- you have a personal training client that maybe you don't have a background in this, or you don't feel like programming for them. I could just send you over the programming for them. They would never know that it wasn't you programming. It would just be, you know, I would set you up on a monthly basis with their programming, running them through Renaissance physique and, you know, making sure that everything is, you know, the numbers are all set and the progressions are all set, things like that. But of course we, we run ours. If any of you guys want to do it or anybody listening, once we do the podcast or if you're listening on the podcast, we, we do it through our Renaissance physique software where you'll have interaction with, with me on there and, Workout demos and things like that, for some of the um, more non traditional movements that you're, not, that you're not used to.
0: The most, I guess, is uh, I'm going to be having clients coming out of, you know, on ramp or whatever, or or maybe after the open, they just want to focus on the aesthetic a while, you know, slow mm-hmm. it down, get off technique, you know, stop cycling the barbell every day, and they're going to be turning to me for an alternative to CrossFit. Frankly, I love the open, but it, it burns people out on CrossFit. Yep. So, Let's say that I've got that client. How can I offer them Renaissance Physique in my gym? How's that look?
1: It could be a one-on-one thing where they would sign up for a month is good. Six weeks is better because they'll really see some results out of it. I think after a month they would. You'd say, "Hey, I uh, have this, you know, have this program that we could do together. Uh, it's more aesthetic based You know, take a break from Olympic weightlifting for a little while. You know, I'm really just focused on you know getting yourself ready for the summer." Let's run a four to six week cycle and you could either take the two week template that I have here and flesh out the rest of it based on what's in there. Or I'd be happy to help you you know, set it up for them um, for, for the month and for the six weeks.
0: Yeah, you know me, man. Uh, to, to optimize my time, I would rather have you set it up any day. That's for sure. And then have my coaches deliver the training for it. I I think this is a massive opportunity, man. Um, One of the biggest questions that I had early on in the podcast was you were talking about the hardest part of bodybuilding for people is a lack of novelty. It's constant repetition. And that's why I tried so many times to do it and it just never took root. So how does Renaissance Physique kind of marry that novelty to bodybuilding?
1: I think it's the the conditioning workouts that because you're potentially doing about two or three days of traditional bodybuilding and two or three days of CrossFit style training. And so those conditioning workouts really introduce it. So that's what keeps keeps um, people's interest. So you're still doing every week, there's at least two or three workouts that are always going to be different. And that's going to be your your metabolic conditioning workout that will have some, they're going to have body part specific stuff in it. But every conditioning workout we do, I mean, even Fran, right? That's legs and back and shoulders. If you look at it. And they break it down by body part. So you might even see Fran put in there. So it definitely has those two or three days a week that are like that. the The weightlifting days or the hypertrophy days. That has to be progressive overload, and the numbers have to be there, and the repetition of the movement has to be there. But you'll even you'll cycle through those as well. So after a month, you'll switch movements. You'll do you'll do a different movement the following month. The novelty part really comes in. The keeping your attention part and not getting boring is with the conditioning work.
0: Yeah, I think you know that might be the beauty of it. So I'm really looking forward to taking a look at this two-week program. Um, I got a couple of great questions here. Uh, Rich, I'm going to come to yours in a minute. Uh, Tammy asks the, on the two-week template, can you use that same template for a male and a female?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. It, it's the rep volumes are there. You'll, you'll see in the template that there's recommenda- the same recommendations I gave you for percentages and stuff like that. All that's in the, in the top there for you to like just take it and run with it. But yeah, definitely. There, there, now, listen, there's some variables and there's some things to change for males and females, but that's that's somewhere down the line. That's After seeing how people respond to it, it's like every other kind of training that there's, there's differences individually and there is some gender difference, but that stuff doesn't really matter. In for hypertrophy training, first year maybe, and then we start to get into maybe some gender differences, differences in volume and frequency and stuff like that. But absolutely, this two-week will work just fine, and you could run very similar stuff for a man or a woman for a year. And I think that if we're looking at CrossFitters doing this, I see it as more of a break for people than you know, what they're going to switch to forever. Because that's the way, personally, I do it. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this programming right now. I'm doing, I'm doing traditional CrossFit. I'm I'm done with hypertrophy for a while, but I use it as a break. It was, it was so much fun doing it. It was, it was fun to see the results and, and just, like I said, just that break. So I don't think you're going to reach that point with your clients at at, at CrossFit gym or or really any gym, but especially CrossFit gym. I don't think you're going to reach the point where the gender difference is going to matter.
0: Okay. Yeah, this is really intriguing to me, especially after the Open. Man, I, I know I'm so burnt out on burpees and you know snatches and overhead squats. Uh, this is really intriguing. I was going to go to Rich's question here uh, because a lot of runners or endurance athletes, they'll consider their aerobic training as like their leg work, right? Their leg day. And they'll, they'll do a lot of like bench press and curls and stuff like that because they want the physique of an athlete. It doesn't naturally come from just long distance running. So Rich, you might have to clarify this question a little bit more for me, brother, but would this program be better for them than CrossFit or what kind of combination would you make there?
1: So we're talking distance runners. um, Can I see Rich's comment there? We're talking, we're talking distance runners, right? People, half marathons, things like that. Yeah.
0: I'd say half marathon and up. Yeah.
1: Oh, dude. Like, uh, yeah. I think that hypertrophy you know i think this program could be perfect for them. i was going to say i was going to say a combination of hypertrophy and crossfit i'm like wait a second that's what we're talking about uh but yeah i think i think this would be perfect for them. cuz obviously we we all know that running is not really training your legs the way they're thinking it could be a great compliment. i think most endurance athletes could could do for a little bit more lean body mass i mean look at dean Carnaz's and he's done some hypertrophy work. and you know, He's the guy that runs the 100-mile races. Great book, by the way. Ultra American. Yeah, I think so, man. I think that traditional hypertrophy work coupled with really, you know, short conditioning workouts as a complement to what they're up to or maybe just as part of their macro cycle makes a ton of sense.
0: Okay, so, you know, Rich has got a great follow-up there. Um, they don't want to do weightlifting or bodybuilding you know, I'm doing the air quotes here because they're worried they'll get too heavy.
1: You know, People so the on whatever they want, you know what I mean? Like reach your, reach your goal. So that's, that's, I mean, I think that's one thing you have to look at as an athlete. If you're training, if you're training any kind of athlete, there's got to be some sort of cycle. I mean, especially, especially if you're serious about being, if you're just a recreational athlete, just do what you love, you know, that kind of thing. But if you're serious about it, and by serious, I don't mean going to the Olympics, like you care about getting a better 10K. Uh, you care about doing better in your marathon next time. And you have to spend some time doing the things that you know are going to be beneficial to you. And so if all of a sudden you had 20 pounds of muscle, well, first off, please tell me how to do that because I've been trying to do that for 25 years. But um, <laughs> outside, outside of, that's what I tell people all the time. I, I'm, I don't want to get too big. I'm like, this is the best I've done. You're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's just part of a macro cycle. It's part of a year of training. It's part of getting ready for your event. You do you do the training that you know, Rich. You know you're their coach. You, you tell them like this is what's best and, and what I think is going to work best for you. you no, know, if you all of a sudden sprout up 20 pounds, then you put the brakes on it and you don't have to do it anymore. But you know as well as I do that that's not going to happen. They're going to add two pounds of lean body mass in two months, or especially if they're doing endurance training or something. Um, but it's going to improve uh, their performance because it's going to give them a little more juice in their, in their races.
0: Well, I think your earlier idea might help there too, right? Like, you know, Dean Karnazes is somebody you mentioned. Uh, I yeah. think having his picture on your desk, if you knew the client coming to talk to you was some kind of endurance runner uh, and you had a picture of Dean on your desk and you said, well, hey, if, if you're trying to combine the aesthetic with performance at endurance and you want to look like this, then I know what we have to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a that's a great, I it, the cover of his book is awesome. I mean, the guy's like, Got quads like a, like a body book, you know?
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, so, Jennifer, fantastic question. We are going to post
0: the link uh, below here and also in the show notes when we publish on Monday. But in the meantime, Bill, like, you know, where else can people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to Physique.net, You can go to our Facebook page, Renaissance Physique. Uh, you could email me at my uh, Jim's email, com. Yeah, that's about it, man. There's a couple of different places to get a hold of us. Uh, Great,
0: guys. So I will post the link to download that two week template because I'm really eager to see it too. I will post that in our private group later and I will add it to the show notes. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, just go to twobrainbusinesscom forward slash podcast. You'll see this episode, uh, some thanks. pictures of Bill looking ripped. Click on that and you will get this two week download for free. Bill, thanks so much, man. I think this is incredibly important. Uh, to the evolution of CrossFit, you know, to the kind of clients that we're seeing coming in now. This is a perspective that we're just not getting anywhere else. I think you're probably the only guy in the whole industry who can really take us to that level.
1: No, thanks for having me on, Chris.
0: All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Take care.